It's all around capabilities and making sure that people are equipped with the tools and the system and the ability to act against new trends such as sustainability, digitalization and AI. There is a difference on what we, the talents are looking for in Brazil versus what they are looking for globally. So in Brazil, they are looking for career development and work environment. And globally, it's much more regarding work-life balance and compensation packets. Resilience. According to business leaders, their organizations are not prepared to react quickly to future shocks. Locally in Brazil and globally, leaders emphasize that investing in increasing speed is a top priority on their agendas. McKinsey recently interviewed 2,500 of leaders around the world to identify microtrends and understand how to act on them. The result is the Global Study State of Organizations 2023. To also highlight local trends, we conducted a similar study here in Brazil with 350 executives from 14 different industries to compare the local and global landscapes. These trends and what is needed to move forward are the topics of today's McKinsey Talks. So welcome, I'm Mariana Almeida, and here with me at the McKinsey Studio in Sao Paulo is Patrick Simon. He's a senior partner in Berlin, global leader of organization design and has helped numerous companies through multi-year organizational transformations. Monique Araújo is also our guest today. She's an associate partner in Rio de Janeiro, one of the leaders of our people and organization practice with vast experience helping companies. So welcome, Patrick and Monique. It's such a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mariana. It's a pleasure. Let me remind you that McKinsey Talks is a series of video and podcast interviews of around 20 minutes with McKinsey experts and guests from different industries. Our aim here is to initiate conversations on relevant topics for business agendas. So let's move on with our conversation. Let's begin by talking about the findings of the study. Patrick, I mentioned in the beginning that resilience is a top priority for leaders. Why is it the trend of the moment? Sure, I'm happy to talk about resilience. And let me also tell you a little bit about the research we've done and how it came, came about. So a year ago, we came together as a leadership group and we shared an observation that CEOs and CHROs and other members of the C-suite coming out of COVID had started to ask some truly foundational questions around how to create an organization that will thrive over the next 10 to 15 years, around how to deal with major external trends such as sustainability, digitization, AI, and a new generation of talent coming in that, you know, has some different priorities and preferences. And all of that accumulated into a big question of what is going out there, out on there in the, in the world of organization? What are the big shifts and trends that are impacting organizations? So we decided to do this piece of research. As you said, talk to 2,500 business leaders around the world, really ask them about their priorities and marry that with our own insights and foresight. Uh, and as you said, the, the, there were two trends that came up as the two main ones. The first one was around speed and through speed strengthening resilience. Uh, resilience being the capability of thriving in a world that is shaped by uncertainty, by volatility, by a sense of ambiguity, as we've seen over the past three years with just a bunch of Black Swan events coming in. And being able to create resilience by being fast, 
uh, by being speedy in the sense of being able to react and adapt to unforeseen circumstances. Um, essentially, reducing the time you pick up a signal in the market, that signal travels through the decision maker in an organization, that decision maker takes a decision, and then that decision travels back to the front line, just getting better at that. That was the one big trend that came up. And I think it's pretty logical because the world has changed, it's become faster, circumstances are changing in a faster way than ever before, and companies need to be able to adapt to that. I do want to mention the second trend that came up, the second biggest shift, which is around talent. So the C-suite around the world told us very consistently that in order to thrive in an unforeseeable world, you need to invest into talent and really make people a priority. So that's another big shift that came up in the research. Great, thank you very much. Monique, do you recognize the same trends here in Brazil or do you see many differences? Yeah, the main trend in Brazil was the same. It was resilience and speed, increasing speed through resilience. And uh, the interesting piece here is that despite being the main trend, the leaders think their organizations are not prepared. Just one third of the, of the leaders said that their organizations are well prepared for external disruptions. And when we asked, what are you doing to be more prepared? Two things came up, mainly uh, the adaptation of agile working models and also incorporating resilience into the culture of the company. And this is curious because when we talked, we did our CEO excellence McKinsey talks here with Vic when he came here, and he said the Brazilians are more used to uh, different scenarios because we had inflation and so many uh, things going on all the way. And even here in Brazil, you see this trend. They are recognized, they're faster and et cetera, but they don't feel like this. Exactly, exactly. It's like 65% of the leaders consider this uh, the main trend, the most important trend, but the organizations are not yet there yet. Okay, great. And Patrick, how can companies take action on this topic? How can they increase resilience and respond to this trend that we identified? Yeah, and so at, at the center of becoming more resilient is becoming faster and increasing speed. Uh, in order to get there, organizations need to reorganize from a pretty static structure and process landscape to a more agile setup. So in a sense, it's about unstructuring part of the hierarchies and the bureaucracy that have been built up. I work with many organizations that still have 12, 15 hierarchy levels. Often it's a good idea to reduce that to say a handful, maybe five to 10, uh, which will typically increase the speed at which decisions travel. Uh, with respect to processes, it's a lot about handing back judgment and empowerment to the people. So instead of running on hundreds of pages of process landscapes and role descriptions, trust the people again. With trust, most organizations will notice that there's better speed, there's more effectiveness, and people can actually make amazing decisions. Um, and then lastly, it's all around capabilities and making sure that people are equipped with the tools and the system and the ability to act new, against new trends such as sustainability, digitization, and AI. Great. And Patrick, what are other key insights from the global survey you can highlight? So there's 10 shifts that we identified. Uh, I'll, I'll try to pick three of them. One of the most prominent ones that came up is what we called the capability chasm, essentially describing the gap between the capabilities that organizations need to be successful in the future and the capabilities they currently have. And we asked our survey participants uh, whether they feel prepared, and only 5% said we actually have the capabilities we need in the future. Uh, and we see it in the strategies that are being crafted nowadays, strategies that, for example, I've helped craft, right? They're often built on capabilities 
that are currently not there in the right quantity and the right quality. If we think about advanced analytics, if we think about digitization, AI has been a very prominent example, or sustainability, some of the strategic imperatives of our time, the capabilities are not there yet. So organizations need to build that. And they need to build it by acquiring new talent in the marketplace, uh, but also by training people and investing into their own people. Uh, that was one key, key shift that came up. The second one is around what we call new roles of attraction and retention. If you want to acquire the best talent, you need to be very clear about what is the purpose and the meaningfulness in your work that you want to offer to the new generation. Uh, what we see in Generation Z, which is an amazing generation, uh, they do want all the old stuff around good compensation and work-life balance, but they also want to work for a purpose. They are looking for a deeper meaning in their lives. And we see that organizations who do well in, in crafting that purpose are on the right track. Did it change after COVID? It did. And, we, and I think a lot of people also in the older generations during COVID, they went through a phase of asking themselves, am I doing the right thing in my life? So we saw this whole phase of attrition, people leaving their jobs and you know, endeavoring into new situations. And I think we see that amplified after COVID, especially in the younger generations. Organizations that have a clear purpose are, are winning the, you know, the, the war for talent. Um, last very fast trend, I won't talk too much about it because it's everywhere, it's around AI. Uh, there's many aspects to talk about if we, if we think about AI. I think one of the interesting ones is if we think about HR leaders, CHROs, in the future they will need to be able to lead human capability, but they will also need to lead human capability that is augmented by AI. So in a sense, CHROs will need to move closer to what is possible through AI, AI capabilities. I don't think they should become chief technology officers, but they need to be more aware of what's out there and what's possible. Yeah, just one comment uh, on the capability gap. Uh, globally, we find 5% are prepared, and in Brazil, it's 3%. That's interesting. Why is that? What do you think this trend? We are more far from getting there and having our organizations prepared and having the right capabilities to move to the organization of the future. So we are designing strategies, but we are not cascading what we really need on the organization to move this company to there. And I imagine here in Brazil, it's also about uh, technology, AI, this kind of things. Exactly. This, all these functions, the digital functions, we see a, a large gap on them. And Monique, we mentioned attraction and retention is an important topic for Brazilian organization as well, as Patrick was saying globally. Is there anything new you would like to highlight from this recent research in this topic? Yeah, actually, it's the second trend for Brazil as well. So uh, it keeps uh, on the top of our priorities. And uh, what we saw is that uh, there is a difference on what the talents are looking for in Brazil versus what they are looking for globally. So in Brazil, they are looking for a career development and work environment as ways to improve their work experience. And globally, it's much more regarding work-life balance and compensation package. So that's the difference that we saw. And despite being uh, like one of the topics the talents are looking for, the career development, we don't see many organizations moving on that direction and rethinking their career plan. So only 39% of the organizations in Brazil are doing that. So this is a key thing to be done. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I would like to take this opportunity to remind our audience about a previous episode of McKinsey Talks on this topic, where we discuss how to move from the great resignation to the great attraction. Use the QR code on your screen or the link in the description of the session to find it. Patrick, among so many trends, can organizations act on them all at the same time? 
I think it's important to prioritize. And the, the key questions I typically discuss with CEOs is, what are the main organizational attributes you need to get right to enable your strategy? And often that's maybe three or four things. Um, for some, it's efficiency and it's cost leadership and creating an organization that's you know super lean. For others, it's an organization that's super fast and agile. For others, it's an organization that's super digital, right? So I think it's important to pick the right trends and then prioritize and take action against these. Um, there are some organizations, I'll be honest here, that are, you know, they're falling behind and they need to deal with a lot of you know, phenomena that they need to heal and, and get better at. So for some of them, it's it's probably a bit more, but typically I would say that kind of the three to four main attributes really are decisive. Patrick and Moniki, before we close, what is the final message you would like to leave today? Yeah, allow me to touch on one aspect we've not talked about yet, which is the beacon organizations that we celebrate in the report. It's a set of eight organizations that have been doing particularly well in creating an effective organization. Uh, and if I look across them, there's really three properties that come to mind. The first one is they all have an external orientation towards a North Star that they're working towards. Often that's the consumer and customer. And I love how these organizations wake up in the morning and they think about how to help the consumer and customer. It's deeply ingrained in their DNA and the way they're set up. Um, the second one, and almost equally important, is uh, employee centricity. They are all people companies. They love their people and they work for them and they're trying to create something that's so meaningful to the people. And that allows them to attract the best talent. And the third one is uh, they're all very purpose-driven. Um, so they have a deeper sense of what they want to achieve. And that gives the entire organization a meaning and direction. So in terms of kind of a last comment, those three things, consumer centricity, external North Star, employee centricity, and having a deep purpose really creates amazing organizations. Great. And you mentioned eight companies. Do you have any curious or great stories that you would like to share in these companies? Yeah, sure. I mean, let, let me maybe take, there's three consumer companies and they're Mars, Lego and Decathlon. And uh, talking to these companies, again, I, I think it's very inspiring about how they identify with the, with the consumer and the customer. Uh, and they have great missions, uh, be it Mars, for example, the whole mission of pet care and taking care of pets in a very holistic way and Lego inspiring the builders of tomorrow, and just this whole passion that unfolds around the consumer and customer. I think it's very infectious. Great, great stories. And Moniki, how about you? What's your final message? I want to recap the three main trends for Brazil. So we are talking about speed and resilience. We are talking about talent attraction and retention. And the third one is efficiency. So working simultaneously on these three trends is working on our engine and heart from the organization. So it's only possible when we have the top leadership completely on top of it and leading this transformation. So nowadays it's not more whether to transform or not. The question is whether you will be a front runner or you'll be a follower. Great, and how to prioritize exactly these things. Right. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you here today. So, and Patrick, I hope you enjoy your time here in Brazil. Absolutely. As you know, Germans are fascinated by Brazil and I will never say no to an invitation to come to Brazil. That's great. So we expect you back here. Very happy to do so. Great. Thank you, Moniki. Thank you, Mariana. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for being here with us in this conversation. Do you want to know more about the topic or contact our experts? Email us at mckinsey-talks at mckinsey.com. You can also check out this episode and previous ones visiting our website. The link is in the description of the session. 
and take the opportunity to answer our survey about how much you like this content and any other suggestions you would like to share with us. Thank you very much and see you soon.